and you can tell just now what seemed weird about his words and it's that they're louder than they should be mm. they come off crisp and clear to you despite him being very far away you're gonna hear him as if he was speaking right next to you so he's clearly using magic it's not natural that's a fact welcome to bazinar where great rivers flow and tall mountains rise where the immortal gods pull the strings and towering civilizations and inexorable armies wage war. Where darkness and light, fairies and furies, war and peace all struggle to survive. These are the stories of Bazinar, the commanders and heroes, the mages and swordsmen and monsters. Enter a new history. again with Bazinar. Good morning, Daniel. Yes, we are. Good morning, Peter. Thank you for having me. I'm always a pleasure, my man. <laughs> and to all of our listeners out there, welcome to Bazinar. Bum, bum, bum. Still you need a drum, drum, Daniel. Get yourself a drum. <laughs> drum. Alright. So, last we left off, Avevat, in his trickery becoming a soldier, has found himself moving to the front lines. Indeed. And joining the main army of the war chief, Arachion. Yes, sir. Of this Archeon Empire. And so after about, I want to say, six, seven days of travel, he and his cohort of six other men. Is six other men a cohort? A cohort is a very, very loose term. Okay, fair enough. I don't know. Continue. I mean, officially Roman, what is it, 50? Yeah. Uh, but... I mean, nothing, nothing works like Isn't that. Isn't like a, pl a platoon or, or something? Yeah, there we go. Okay, a platoon or squad, not a cohort. His non-cohort <laughs> of six other men about six, uh, six days northwest uh, and passed over. And I will briefly describe, you did pass over um, one of the battle sites Ooh. that the Archeon Empire has fought at. And you saw the devastation that it wrought, and it does remind you greatly of the War of the Gods. There, wow. The ground is scorched black. All the bodies have been buried or burnt. There are piles of bones where they didn't bother burying the enemies. Uh, you can see standards and markers stuck into the earth, some with inscriptions and this strange writing language that you can read, mm. um, but also strange that you have never seen before. Mm. Um, just marking that this was a place of victory, the date and all of them have the name Warchief Arakio on them, marking his victory. Yeah. Um, you and your friends stop by, kind of watch it for a little bit, look around. Uh, Lace and Gadeo and the others seem stunned and excited to see this display of past power. Mm. Imar, the sergeant, has a little bit more experience. You can see in his eyes a little bit of fear for his men that they are going to be in a site like this soon. But you keep going, and eventually you do reach the main army. The main army is made up of about 3,000 troops at this point. Uh, did you say 3,000? I did. 3,000 troops. Most of the villages at this point have wow. been about 1,000. 
this is a large, large army. That being said, you're used to armies in your past life. You're used to armies of about two to three million oh. um, fighting it out. At bare minimum, four to five hundred thousand. Um, so this seems small, but also you can tell in the grand scheme of, of this this tiny area where you're living, massive. So it's a strange duality you face as you walk in, uh, and you you and your companions begin walking this camp, and all around you, the soldiers you can see there is hardness in their eyes. Hmm. They look at you with merciless. Some with pity, but none with mercy. As they look at the, the new soldiers coming in and their clean uniforms uh, and their green eyes looking around, never having seen battle before. And you can see all around you are veteran soldiers who have, who have gone through many battles before. I, I don't know if this is... Um, I saw battle before, yes? As a, yes. yes. Does... A Vavant, or or the human in me, have that same look in my eye. It's a weird question. Yeah, you don't know. It's hard to tell based on your own eye. But short answer, no. Okay. Because there's something new. Mm -hmm. These battles that are happening now are different than the ones before. Mm -hmm. Because the ones before were all about the gods, mm -hmm. and the humans were merely weapons. Mm -hmm. Whereas now, the humans are fighting for the humans. Oh, right. And you can see that difference in their eyes. This matters to them. Okay. Wow. Okay. To you march, and you, you are assigned, or rather, Imar seems to know where you needs to go, and you make, you make a camp near the edge of the camp. And you set up your couple tents for your little platoon squad non-cohort group of people. And you just make camp there and then you talk to each other. And you make small talk and I don't know if you want to go anywhere. Generally, there's this kind of almost invisible bubble mm -hmm. around your group where the other people do not intrude and you do not leave. Uh, you are seem to be, as far as spacing goes, you don't seem isolated, but it's in the way the men treat you. Um, and there are other groups as well that are coming in, reinforcements. Uh, hmm. And they do not seem... They see, they seem to be treated the same way. They are also not doing you know, that hardened eye look. Um, and they're also isolated from the main army. Okay. Well, so, unless you want to do anything, I can move to the next... Uh, of a day later. Go for it. Alright, so you stay and you sleep the night... And you kind of just are, are around, and again, this bubble keeping you isolated. It just feels like COVID reference, you're quarantined. Um, and the people just go around, and they're taking care of their equipment. Some of them are going on hunting expeditions. There is enough food, um, but they're foraging and, and keeping stocked anyway. But at about 8 to 10 or 11 a.m. morning the next day, the entire army is gathered together in an assembly. Okay. And here is really where you get to see the scope of what we're dealing with. As a god, you are always able to look head and shoulders over people. Mm. And now suddenly being the same height and looking around and seeing this mass of armed soldiers. Um, there are a few women in this army. There are about, I don't know, 20, 25. Not, not a lot. Certainly not a lot mm. of percentage, but a few. Um, you can kind of estimate that uh, the women here are all here by choice. 
some of the men, you can tell just by the way they're standing, they're not here by choice. Hmm. But the army is split up into this very strict and also kind of loose organization. Um, each squad is marched together. There are um, um, X number amount of squads per, per larger group. You don't know any of the names, but uh, there's certainly distinct markers in groups. Hmm. Um, they all gather together and they look and ahead there is a podium. Not a podium, a raised platform. Another raised platform, there are about six or seven men. I want to say seven. Uh, and the six of them are all behind in chairs and they begin, they're just talking amongst each other. Very quiet, they can't hear at all. And there is one that is distinct. And by distinct, I do mean very, very distinct. He wears a glove that is green. Uh, okay. He... He carries uh, a larger broadsword on his back, and you are able to tell, based on basic knowledge, very inefficient, but it does look intimidating, and it is a quite a large sword. Mm. Um, he's very he's clean shaven, has a very neat military haircut, uh, and he's getting on in age. All the other soldiers here are young, or you know, even the generals are 35, 40. This man looks maybe he could be almost sixty. Uh, it is certainly more the the strange thing is certainly the glove, the sword, and um, his bearing. Mm. He bears himself as a commander. And uh, the crowd mumbles around. Lace and Gadeo are, are talking with you and with each other. What's going on? What's happening here? Is are we going into battle now? Like I don't see any army. Or what's 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 the deal? None of them seem to know. The experienced soldiers are certainly much more quiet hmm. uh, but everybody uh, was waiting for something and eventually this man this green gloved man steps up and the army quiets almost instantaneously as he looks out over you what does he say and there's a few there's a few seconds of silence where he doesn't and then he speaks out to the crowd and says men congratulations Four battles, four victories. I know many of you have lost friends, but I can promise you, they died for Balkoth's sake. They died bringing strength and glory to our kingdom. And that is something that he will not forget. Finally, we have tracked down the last of the Alliance. They are holed up in the village of the Awiadi. It is a fortified village. They have done great efforts to keep that hill walled off and supplied. But that has not stopped us before, and it will not stop us again. And the men cheer at that. And you can tell there's an energy about them now. Mm. It's it's calm. It's deadly, and it's... it's uh, what's the word? Reserved. Mm. But there is this eagerness, even in the hardened ones. Tomorrow we move out. We will arrive at around noon. Take normal formations. I want this attack to be swift and devastating. They have proven to themselves and to us that they do not want mercy. So that is what we will give them. And the men again cheer at that. And uh, the man in the, the front, the commander turns around and whispers something to his generals very quickly and then turns back and just yells to the audience. And you can tell just now what seemed weird about it 
his words and it's that they're louder than they should be mm. they come off crisp and clear to you despite him being very far away you're gonna hear him as if he was speaking right next to you so he's clearly using magic it's not natural that's a fact and he yells out storm the city take the walls kill all within that is Balkoff's command for you once we have this place we can pass over the mountains and finish conquest and all the land of Moriath will finally be ours and the men cheer at that again and then uh, the commander just steps off stage and the men continue to cheer and cheer and cheer and they seem excited it's almost as if they're in a bloodlust already um, and <laughs> you're no expert on speeches but this didn't seem to be wow. all that great. Um, but it seemed to have an effect of this perfect orator on the audience. And they are loving it. They are livid and they're just energy is coursing through everyone around them. Even your friends, Elias and Gadeo, just seemed to be like engrossed in this energy. Is this, is this like, um, are we talking, this is just the excitement that comes from a good speech right before a battle or is this some kind of this is something else you can tell it's the excitement but it, it seems to be i mean from what you know about humans which is little uh this is more than it should be maybe you don't know speeches maybe this was a, a just a fantastic speech mm. but it's enough to get you suspicious okay wow uh okay so after the speech people go back and um you look around you, and you are able to tell now a very distinct difference. Even with everybody excited, there are some people who are avoiding others. And you could tell you were quarantined before, but now that you're all in the same area, you can see that there are half of about half the soldiers, maybe a little more than half, are walking in groups and packs mm -hmm. as if to keep safe. Yeah, and others walk around as if they own the entire camp. And it's as if oh, there's a class distinction. Yeah, okay, yeah. Even even now with all of them excited and ready to go. Okay. And you... You are able to see from here, uh, at the edge of the camp, uh, the, the hill that they're talking about and the village. It's far in the distance, about three miles off. And you can't make any details, but mm. you are able to see just the blot of civilization up in, up in that distance. Okay. All right. Um, is it like a practice ground or a training area somewhere? There are multiple. Um, they're all makeshift, just areas that tents aren't living in. Um, people are sparring. Mm. There are no practice weapons at all. It's all they're using uh, hardened steel. And they seem to be fighting with with a lot more skill than you saw at Lace mm. and Gadeo fight with. Still, not entirely up to your standards, and by not entirely, certainly not to your standards. But these are these are warriors. Okay, can I try to uh, go over to them and uh, I step up and I ask, um, "Excuse me, but um, may I train with you?" Uh, I'm eager, but I would like to sharpen my skills before the battle. And they look at you up and down, and the people you're talking to just kind of stop training, and they look at you, and they eye you, and you, they, uh, one of them says, ah, yeah, one of the new recruits, aren't you? 
Indeed, I am, yes. However, this is ever seen... my calling. I'm ready for this. Have you uh, ever seen battle before? Not on this scale. Not... It has been mm. small fights, nothing like this. They, they kind of laugh with each other. I say, well, stick with your brothers. That's the best advice I can give you. If you want practice, I can give you that as well. But remember that. In the end, it's not your shield that'll protect you. It's your friend's shield next to you. Right? Well, I thank you for you this. Want to go out of... We can see what you can do. And he gives you uh, a shield this time. And, okay. Uh, so you have a shield and a spear versus his shield and spear. Um, And he just says, uh, all right, well, test it out. What can you do against me? And he stands in a ready stance and waits for you to come to him. Okay. So, um... This time, I hold my shield in my left hand and my spear in my right. Um, not trying to seem strange at all. Uh, as I go, I'm I'm looking at him. Does he seem to be like he's right-handed? Yes. Yeah. And he's is his um, spear like drawn back or pushed forward? Like in is it's he like ready drawn to... back and a ready okay. chance to? Okay. Cool. Yeah. So, I take a step forward. Um, well, okay, how far away is he? Two paces, three paces. Okay, cool. I take a pace or two towards him. I go slowly. Um, and I'm looking at his arms to see if he's going to strike. Uh, and also, I, I stick my spear out um, at the side. Um, kind of like trying to get... An angle straight so you push it a little bit further away from your body. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And I and I uh, push towards him, waiting for him to do something. Or he eyes you, but he doesn't fall for any sort of uh, pride you may have been giving him. Okay. Um, and he he, he just he keeps steady. He's his muscles are tense, and he waits for you to strike first. Okay. Cool. Does he have a shield as well? Yes. Okay. So I take the spear, and I just, I just jam it into his shield, like, as fast as I can and as hard as I can. I just want to whack at his shield, try to push him off balance. Um, and, I, and, I, and then, as soon as I, and as I do that, I want to rush forward and try to shield bash him in the face. So you thrust the spear into his shield, and you do with all of your muscle. And the spearhead punctures right through the hardened wood. Mm -hmm. Not all the way, but it gets caught in about six inches in. Yeah. And you can see the man, like, jerk back in surprise as he, like, stumbles with his weight. Mm. And then you rush in with your shield and you hit him on his on his right side with his, where his spear is. Mm. And he just he just falls back. Uh, he takes your spear with him. Mm. Okay. Uh, attached to his shield. And he quickly... And this is where you can see the, the instincts of a warrior mm. kick in. He quickly drops his shield that's now stuck with his spear. Yeah. Twists around with his spear. And now he has a spear and you have a shield. Okay. And then he goes on the offensive. Okay. So, oh, okay. Well, okay, yeah, go ahead. All right. He comes at you. Uh, he yep. eyes your defenses very quickly, and then he tries to stab uh, at your thigh. Just try to get a, a cut in. Okay. Can I... I don't know if I'm fast enough, but can I um, try to hit his sh sh uh, spear away with my shield and try to close the distance to him? So you... 
you you pretty easily knock the spear away and then take a step. Mm -hmm. um, I assume you just want to go for another shield bash. Yeah, or? yeah. So you knock a spear away with your shield, just the the edge of the shield, uh, very easily. Take a step and then bring it up, uh, almost like a backhand. Mm -hmm. And he's able to twist out of the way, but you still catch him on the jaw, and he spins off on the ground, dropping his spear. Okay. Can I pick up his? Uh, can I pick up his spear as he's like, um, on the ground and try to point it at him? Yeah, you do dramatically. I mean, it's pretty clear uh, who the winner is at that point. But you pick up his spear and 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 put it to his uh, his neck as a sign of victory, and he's he's impressed as well. That all the people are watching. You realize you have a little bit of a of an audience now. Not too many, but six or eight okay. men are, yeah. are watching. And uh, the man looks at you. Because where'd you, where'd you learn to fight like that? I turned the spear around so that the pointy end is facing me, and I and I handed it to him, and I said... He, he, he takes it and pulls himself up. I come from a village from the north. Uh, we have been... We, we trained until we died. I'm the last one left. I... Yes. With my Man, plan. uh... The man looks at you suspicious. He's like, I've... I've never seen someone move that fast before. You, uh... What's... What's this place up like, uh, up north? What is it like? Okay, so do I know anything about the northern area? Like the climate, or what it was okay, 400 so years ago? From from what you've seen, uh, 400 years ago, the climate up north was plains. Mm. Uh, in, a, in a nice, very nice beach area. Mm. What you saw from the mountains, it looks more of a desert now. Okay. Uh, the area was hot and arid. Uh, we lived uh, a little bit past it, a, a little bit into the desert. Uh, yes. There's no one there now. They are all gone. It's a pity that we learned a neat few things from them. Maybe brought them into the Empire. People like you would be a mighty fine addition to this army. And he, uh, he stands up. He's already standing. He kind of reaches out his hand to shake your hand in a sign of respect. And I shake it as well, um, looking at him. And may I ask what your name is? Uh, ah, Iraso, he says. Iraso, it is, it is a pleasure to meet you. I am... Tell me, uh, if you're so far up north, how did you get to join this army? I am a fighter, and that is what I was born to do. Um, I heard stories of this clan that uses magic uh, as a form of warfare, and as a warrior, it is important to become stronger and to learn of new ways to fight, and this um, magic seems to be the place to learn well it's a feeling all right this magic it's nothing like it i was uh from the via dewey tribe in the south from here mm. i didn't fight very long via arcane but uh Archeon. but it's addicting this feeling this magic you speak of it's it's unlike anything else you've ever felt 
I I take your word for it. Well, how do how does one learn it? Where does one learn it? Learn it. Uh, they give it to you. When we're in the battle, you. <laughs> when we're in the heat of the moment, you can feel it, and it washes over you, and it's just anything you thought you could never do, everything you you wish you could do, it suddenly is possible. And it's. <laughs> It's like the world has opened up to you. It's like the sky is the limit. If, if you had wings, you could fly. It really is an incredible feeling. But uh, you never learn it. Only the priests know how to to give it. I see. Thank you. He nods. Uh, he says, hey, maybe you should be the one keeping your brother safe. Look out for him. You certainly have enough talent to keep yourself alive. There's no need for others to die, though. Thank you. I will keep that in mind. I will see you on the battlefield. Probably not, but good luck all the same. May you live long and fight well. And prosper. <laughs> you, don't have to, you don't have to add that, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that, that's right, from Star Trek. That's right for that. Okay, sorry. Yes, it's from Star Trek. It's a reference. <laughs> That's why I added the fight well. Not live long and prosper. Live long and fight well. There we go. Uh, uh, classic Balkothic say. Exactly. Balkothic. <laughs> I guess it would be live short and die young, but you know. <laughs> live short, die young. No, wait, wait, what's, what's going, what's going, uh, oh, I think I should know this. Uh, live fast, die young. No. Live fast. Yeah, that, well, that's, that yeah, that's a saying. Live fast, die young. No, it, the die hard. What's it called? The diehard saying, whatever. Not important. Back back to the story. Sorry for the interruption. Okay. Uh, he goes back to training. Um, you can you can find some other people to spar with or go your own way. I think I'm gonna apologize for breaking his shield and then head off. Uh, there are other shields. He picks up a new one. You do apologize, okay. and he's like, "It was uh, it was worth seeing. Again, you're quite strong. Ever since someone." punch one of these spears with, a sh with one of these sh uh, shields before. Not so easily, anyway. Uh, he heads off. You are able to see uh, in this army, there are swords and spears, even though everyone seems to be practicing with spears. There are also a lot of bows and arrows, mm. uh, which you have not seen used in combat yet. Okay. Can I try them out? Are there any, like, lying around that I can practice with? Yeah, there's a there's a whole archery range, and you wait for a slot to open up, and you go in, and you take the bow and the arrows, and you just kind of you have to restring the bow, mm -hmm. but you've seen it done many times. Mm -hmm. uh, and you take a few shots into the target, and you are not all that good with a bow and arrow. Um, just pure yeah. instinct tells you how to shoot it, and you can hit the target every time. Mm -hmm. But on each side of you, there are archers who are significantly better than you are. Okay. Yeah. It's good to verify theses, <laughs> theories. <laughs> Abandoned bow. Good to know. All right, I I, I leave yeah, that alone. You can, and... yeah. You're not terrible. You're still better than the average, but mm. yeah, these people are are people who are yeah. Okay. You don't stand a chance. Cool. I head back to my company or my um squad. As you said, uh, is your squad platoon non cohort? Yes. It's, it's one word. Mm -hmm. It's separated squad by squad platoon uh, non cohort. Yes. There we go. Yes. <laughs> Um, you go back and you kind of just hang with them and they're getting really nervous now. 
the the that bloodlust, that energy that you had felt, you had seen them feel before. You hadn't actually felt it, but you had seen them feel before, mm. has worn off. And now you can see they're quiet. They're quiet and they're nervous. My friends, the time has come. The battle is near. We are given the chance to prove ourselves to Balkoth, to to earn our stripes, to prove that the Archeon tribe is superior. We are here because we are Archeons, or you are. I am I am here because I fight for Balkoth. Today and the next day, we will show bravery in battle. We will prepare. And when the time comes, we will dominate our opponents. We will crush them and take their land, for such is the way of Valkov. Are you with me? Uh, they, they don't have the same energy that you saw come from the man, but they stand up and they a face of hardness comes on. And you see the same determination, almost, almost the same determination as the veterans in their eyes, and they say. We're with ya. We'll, we'll, we'll follow. <laughs> Vossamar. And Demar uh, takes, it stands beside you, and then he says, we'll fight together, we'll fight as one unit, we will make it out alive, all of us. And we will show those, those alliance dogs what, uh, what the Archeon tribe is capable of. Ironic word choice. Um, and I clasp hands with them. And, and yeah. there's a, a moment of camaraderie. Yes. Fills the, the tent. Um, and then the next day, you move out, and you march the three miles, and you make a, a very brief camp right below, and you can see the men on the top lining up in the Alliance City, and they're they're marching out and forming lines of their own, and then you quickly form your own lines, and Imar seems to know where you need to be, and you go and you head to the far left flank, and you set up, and the men around you are nervous and they're shaking, but they are determined. And you can hear the booming voice of Arachion the Warchief encouraging you, <laughs> pushing you to fight, to kill for the name of Balkoth, to conquer all that is unconquered. And the army ahead of you seems so much smaller than yours now. Barely 700, 800 people hiding before and behind the walls. They have created this little palisade. And you set up your massive army of 3,000 in ranks and file, spears and shields and swords and bows ready. And then finally, you begin the march up the hill. And that is where we will end off today. And we will see everybody next week. Episode 7. War Camp. Where a Avant prepares for battle. Thank you guys so much for listening and we'll see you next week.